So we began to see how the degrees of the scale have names. No, and we've seen two of those names. So we saw the first degree of the scale, which is otherwise known as... Tonic. The tonic. And the second degree of the scale, a major second from the tonic, is called... Supertonic. The supertonic. The above tonic. No. And the degrees of the scale also have functions, so to speak, which the names allude to. The first degree, the tonic, is the tone. No, that's where tonic comes from. It's the tone that created the scale. Its function in the scale is connected to its function as creator of it being the tone. No, it's hard to describe these functions with words, and they also change depending on musical context. But we might say that the tonic is home or resolution. It feels like home because it encapsulates the rest of the notes of the key or scale we are using inside its overtones. It's the creator or the generator of the scale. In the tonic, we have the rest of the scale contained in the tonic. So returning to the tonic is maybe akin to the truest, even religious sense of home, returning to the creator. The ultimate resolution from the tension of existence, just as the tone exists outside of silence. In this way, we might even think about the tonic as life and death. It births the scale, but also ends it. The scale ends with another tonic. The first and eighth degree of a scale are both the tonic. C major, for example, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. And I can play that on the bandonion, the tango accordion. There we have eight notes, but seven different notes. And we feel all of that musically. We feel the resolution of the scale when we reach the second tonic, when we go back to C. For there to be resolution, there needs to be tension. And tension is created by expectation. As we go up the scale, our minds understand what scale we are in and expect to arrive at the tonic again. That tension is resolved. That tension of expectation is resolved when we hear the tonic, when we arrive back home, back to the Creator. We can experience this resolution in other ways, of course. If I play the perfect fifth of a note, and then that note that the first note was a perfect fifth of, we can feel that that second note brings us home, or gives sense to the first note. It resolves the first note. Can you feel that? Yep. So there I played an E. And then what? What is E a perfect fifth of? A. A. So E is the perfect fifth of A. So the second note we heard was an A. So you need to count back five notes. No? E, D, C, B, A. And we find the note that E is a perfect fifth of. 
So the urge to move in a particular direction in music, this musical gravity we describe as musical tension. When we satisfy that expectation, we experience resolution. The fifth degree of the scale creates more tension than any other scale degree to return to the tonic because it is the note physically furthest from any tonic note. An E, of course, falls in the middle of an octave between two A's. And these sensations can change depending on the wider musical context, but playing just two notes, a perfect fifth and then its tonic, we can experience this resolution in its simplest form. So let me do that on the bandoneon as well. So this is an A. And just by itself, it's just a note, it doesn't mean anything. But if we play a D afterwards, then we resolve that A. Can you feel that? Like we've gone back from where the A came from. Yeah. So if we play a C, we can resolve it back to its tonic, which would be? G. So C is a perfect fifth of? C, B, A. F. Of F, of F. So again, if we play an E, then we can resolve that E playing an A. If we play a G, we can resolve that G playing a... B? Sorry, C. G, C. So those are just two notes, of course. No? And with just two notes, there's not a lot going on musically, but we can experience that sense that we're going home, so to speak. The supertonic, the second degree of the scale, the major second, is just above the tonic. So what is the supertonic in A minor? Um, B. B. We know A minor has no sharps or flats, so actually we just need to count, no, A, B, B. And what relationship does B have to E? If E were the tonic, for example, what scale degree would B be in that scale? B is the perfect fifth of E. Well done. The perfect fifth. So the supertonic is the perfect fifth of the perfect fifth, as we've already seen. It's the furthest degree from the furthest degree from the tonic, which ends up being the closest degree to the tonic. The supertonic. In the same way that the perfect fifth creates tension to return to the tonic, the supertonic, being the fifth of the fifth, generates tension that is resolved by returning to the fifth degree of the scale. We can note that in this beautiful melody of uh, Nocturne number 20 in C sharp minor by Chopin, or Chopin. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. <laughs> So firstly, what is the supertonic of C-sharp minor? So what is a major second or two half steps from C-sharp? E. 
So do your counting for me. D sharp. D sharp, a major second. No, so the supertonic being the fifth of the fifth is major in both minor and major scales. No, in our minor scales, the, the supertonic is still a major second. No, it's the only major interval that we have going from the tonic in minor scales. So D sharp is the supertonic here, which is an odd place to end the musical phrase. So that's a bit of an odd place to end uh, a melodical section now. And then we have a pause, and then the next note is the perfect fifth, G sharp. So we can feel how this D, this D sharp, the supertonic, has some tension that's resolved with G sharp. So this creates a kind of, you know, what's going on tension, finishing this kind of melodic section with the D-sharp, the supertonic. It's similar to the type of tension that's used in some types of joke, actually. You know, we are momentarily confused before that confusion is resolved. In a joke, it's resolved by the part of the joke that makes you laugh, and in music, by a note that gives sense the previous one. So we have a silence after the supertonic note, which postpones our resolution a moment. And then we hear the fifth degree, which resolves some of the tension of the supertonic, but it doesn't resolve the tension of the scale. We're in the, we're in the fifth degree, we're the furthest that we can possibly be from the tonic. We still have a lot of tension to return, and so the music goes on. So what note was that? What note is the fifth, the perfect fifth of C-sharp? G-sharp. G-sharp, the fifth degree of the scale of C-sharp. And the perfect fifth of G-sharp? D-sharp. D-sharp, the supertonic. So the supertonic, the furthest point from the furthest point from the tonic, ends up being the closest note of the scale to the tonic. The fact that the perfect fifth of the perfect fifth doesn't bring us back to another A, back to the tonic, is because although the perfect fifth splits the octave in two, falling in the middle of the octave, from the perspective of that first A which is generating the scale, the first half of the octave we experience as a perfect fifth, and the second half we experience as a perfect fourth. So this counterintuitive phenomenon might just be the key to understanding tonal music. And that key is the idea of perspective. The two halves of the octave are not equal in musical terms because we are counting from the perspective of a certain note, as if we were inside of the counting. And in music, we are actually experiencing the units of counting, those certain hertz values as synapses firing in our brains in what is referred to as sympathetic firing. But maybe it's more empathy than sympathy, or maybe this is a meaningless distinction after all. Either way, we are not counting from the outside, but from within, singing with the note. One me, two me's, three me's, or once that's scaled down, one me, 1.125 me's, 1.25 me's, and so on. In this subjective condition, 
we are the counter, the counted, and the counting itself. Being inside counting in this way is maybe best demonstrated through a simple thought experiment. If you want, you can go outside, not you, stay here, uh, to, to do this, but I think imagining it is enough. So imagine you stand at a fixed point and look 100 meters ahead of you across flat ground at the tree. We divide that space in two between yourself and the tree with a chair. It is easy to imagine how the first 50 meters, the distance to the chair, from yourself to the chair, are going to look longer than the second set of 50 meters from the chair to the tree. And that's perspective, or basically subjectivity. Objectively, we have two spaces of 50 meters to and from the chair, 50 meters on either side of the chair. But from your perspective, we have a larger space and then a slightly smaller space. Or in musical terms, we have a perfect fifth and then a perfect fourth. The distance you see until the chair is a perfect fifth, the distance from the chair to the tree is of course a perfect fourth. In the same way, the space between two A's, say at 220 and 440 hertz, is divided exactly in half by an E at 330 hertz. Yet A to E, 220 to 330, is a perfect fifth, and E to A, 330 to 440, is... A perfect fourth. A perfect fourth. So that's key in music. The question of which note is the tonic? Which note am I empathizing with? From which note's perspective am I experiencing this piece of music?